Alright, off to the bubble. <laughs> oh. oh no, I'm stuck in my bubble. <laughs> Steve is stuck. I'm Wait. stuck in my bubble, hang on. <laughs> oh god, I'm Oh, we should totally be recording this. <laughs> oh no, I my So I want to become a dog trader. Oh yeah? But when I look, I just don't know who to join. Yeah. It's a sea of acronyms, and it appears to be unregulated. <laughs> I want to know my money is well spent, with me joining a team of dynamic, ethical professionals who have the same goals as me. I also want to be taught using the most up-to-date, science-led data. So where do I go? You heard a pact. It's a place to go to become the most knowledgeable, skilled, ethical, science-based dog training instructor you can be. It's also one of the few organisations good enough to be a member of the Animal Behaviour and Training Council. The Professional Association of Canine Trainers, PACT for short, is here to help you become the best accredited dog trainer you can be. PACT gonna help you reach your goals. PACT is the place you need to go. Oh, PACT if you love dogs like we do too. PACT we are indeed the place for you. It's time to take that leap of faith Pack delay no further while you wait Pack we are a super friendly team Pack come and join and start your dream Come find us at packed-dogs.com Are you looking for the ideal gift for the dog-loving children in your family? Jack and Billy Puppy Tales is a delightful story with an important message for children of all ages. It's written by Steve Goodall and Sally Bradbury. You'll follow two puppies, Jack and Billy, during that all-important first year of their lives. It's had some amazing reviews from some of the top dog trainers in the world. Dr. Ian Dunbar, veterinary behaviourist, says, I started to smile after only four pages. I couldn't put it down and at the end I could barely read for tears of happiness. This is a wonderful book. Karen Tong, dog training instructor and child dog bite prevention educator, said this, This will definitely educate both children and adults about the correct way to bring up a puppy. It belongs in the home of all dog lovers and anyone considering acquiring a puppy. You can find us at jackandbillypuppytails.com and join the adventures. We're also on Facebook, Jack and Billy Puppy Tales. See you soon. Barks from the bookshop and we're gonna learn about our dogs and barks from the bookshop and we're gonna learn together. Barks from the bookshop and we're gonna learn about our dogs and barks from the bookshop. Here we go. Barks from the bookshop and we're gonna learn about our dogs and barks from the bookshop and we're gonna learn together. Barks from the bookshop, we're gonna learn about our dogs and barks from the bookshop.
was the night before Christmas and nobody stirred down in Steve's house. Not even a mouse. It's me, Santipaws, the Christmas pug, and I'm in Steve's house ready to spread some Christmas cheer. I have one, two, three presents to leave on the Steve's tree. <laughs> I hope he likes them. <laughs> now to get out and climb back up the chimney. <laughs> Oh, it's, uh, it's Christmas morning. I'm, oh, I'm coming downstairs. What's this? Three presents. Three presents, all addressed to me. Let's open the first one. Oh, good Lord, it's Natalie Light. Hello, <laughs> Natalie Light. Wow. Wow. Merry Christmas. Wow, you, you used 20 rolls of wrapping paper to wrap me up. How long were you in there for? Uh, since lunchtime, I'm really hungry. Well, hold hold that thought because there's two more presents to open. Okay. Hang on a minute. Hang on. Oh, oh, it's it's Corin. It's Corin. Oh, oh my Christmas is at once. Oh, amazing. How long have you been in there? When did you wrap me up? I don't know. Hey, how amazing. Yeah, I would have had to wrap you up. This falls down a little bit, logically, a little bit. Hang on, one more present. This one's a surprise, apparently. Ready? Oh, it's a big one. Oh, good Lord, it's Melissa McCoo McGrath. Oh, my word. Wow. And being FedExed from across the sea has been a journey. Oh, oh my God. I'm so glad they put holes in this box so I could breathe. <laughs> well, I'm made up. I'm uh, I'm the luckiest, the luckiest boy. I must have been a very good boy all year. Mm. Mm, <laughs> Says it all, doesn't it? Well, welcome everybody. Um, welcome to the Christmas special of Barks from the Bookshelf. Um, I've got no idea what we're really doing. I think we're just going to have a little bit of fun. Um, bit of dog related stuff of course of course a bit of dog related stuff but also a bit of undog related stuff and just some general christmas cheer yes yes and we get to catch up with our friend from over the sea it, it came it came really um oh melissa you might need to unmute yourself do a christmas unmute melissa <laughs> I I muted myself because I was laughing so hard <laughs> at the at the unwrapping. Was I muted for the unwrapping of myself? No, 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 no. You were there. You were there. You were in. You you muted mu- muted midway. Um, oh my god! It, it came. So it was really easy for me and Nat to decide we, when we thought about Christmas special. Um, we we thought who was the most fun guest that we had on. Oh, every guest was fun. Don't be scared. All the other guests, that's fine. But who was the most fun? Who was the who was the biggest laugh? And who's the greatest person from over over took pond? And it was you, Melissa. There you go. I don't think they yeah. stopped talking about you for about a week afterwards. <laughs> oh, guys, my heart just grew three sizes. Oh, well, there we and go. It's, it's lovely. Like we've all got so much in common. It's just really nice to meet someone that you just you know can Facebook stalk. It's so cool. It doesn't feel like talking anymore. It feels like we're real friends. <laughs> Because we are, and it's so cool, and I can't wait for this pandemic to be over to actually get to meet you guys, like, in person person, like, in the wow, yeah. world, instead of 
Can you imagine land? when that's allowed? Mm. I have no oh. fucking idea. <laughs> it's going to be. Um, it's going to be. Hopefully, not too. Not too far in the distant future. That's what I'm saying. For sure. I hope so too. Because it's. We we still like here in Boston. We still have like Ace still hasn't come back to school. Really? Like, we haven't. Really? Yeah, we still have not been let out since March. Wow. Um, so we're still seriously in it. I mean, like some of the restaurants and stuff opened, and my husband and I are way more careful. Um, but and like one of my best friends is an emergency room doctor at mm. Mass General, which is the biggest hospital in New England. Um, wow. So we are taking. We're listening to her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we would be in a lot of trouble if we didn't. She would, she would scold us. <laughs> I don't want to be scolded by my friend. Um, so yeah, and and it would also be like I don't want to end up in her ER and being like, "Hi, Maura. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's me. Yeah. Like, but I really like, wanted to go out. <laughs> I really wanted the funyan onion." <laughs> So worth it. It's very un, it's very it un-British is. to listen to experts, Melissa. I don't know. You, that's, oh. uh... <laughs> well, apparently, uh, uh, the American apples didn't fall far from the English. <laughs> <laughs> I've got I've actually got a, a friend who I'm working with actually with her dog at the moment, um, who's worked on the Oxford vaccine. Um, oh wow! So she's been a real um, source of like right from the from the horse's mouth. Uh, expertise on the on the vaccines and things and it's been really really good you really used her as well haven't you to get your information out there yeah, yeah. there's a couple, a couple of people on my facebook feed feed that are a bit you know anti-vaxxy should we say should we put it maybe anti-vaxxy so yeah I've, I've used her on occasion to um to try and spread the knowledge you know spread a bit of knowledge out there but hey ho what, what are you so gonna important. do i i have another doctor friend who's like you know what like i keep seeing all these like I don't want to get the vaccine because of this and this and this. And he's like, all the doctors I know are saying, I will take it in my eyeball. If I like, I'm not a doctor, but I, I mean, I would prefer not to take it in the eyeball, but sure. whatever. Yeah. I need my kids to go to school. I need to get out of a 700 square foot apartment. I, yeah. I need to, and, and that's how to do it safely. So it's really weird because just out a shot you can't see it and I can't quite reach it but my favourite jumper has got I will take it in the eyeball written on the <laughs> who'd have thought small world doesn't it very small world it goes great on a t-shirt it does go great on a t-shirt <laughs> when you guys do finally get some Barks from the bookshelf uh, merch yep please make that t-shirt <laughs> be that, I will be... take it in the eyeball and it's like um, it, it's like a Shih Tzu, the moldy eye kind yeah. of like. <laughs> Just with a knee. And it goes with it goes with prick my eye anyway. So sure. of course. <gasps> I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. I don't know. <laughs> like, um, time is of the essence for me at the moment. It's manic out here, but I'm gonna try and do some special Christmassy jingles as the podcast goes on. Listeners will right now probably have heard some Christmassy things. Um, we've got some real special messages from past guests that are going to pop up randomly during the podcast um, with Christmassy themes. So, uh, yeah, we've gone all out, ladies and gentlemen. And can I just remind everyone that this is completely free as well. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> very lucky. <laughs> We're not monetizing this year. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. We're very lucky to be in people's ear holes. I was, um, I don't usually listen to our podcast, sorry. But I did, um, 
I did yesterday because I wanted to hear how stupid our impressions of our dogs were. Oh. <laughs> uh, and um, I was sat there thinking, wow, people get this for free and people <laughs> listen. That was the weirdest thing. Because um, <laughs> it's just basically me and Steve talking a load of crap. But here's the thing, and, and, and I'm saying this as somebody who listened to you guys before being a guest, like, it's your, it, it, it's the magic that you guys have between each other as genuine friends and experts, and you guys nerd out in a way that <laughs> most of us, like, at a pub in the before times, pause for sad yeah. going to the pub song. Little violin, little violin. Yeah. I need a large violin. Like, I need We're going an to... orchestra. <laughs> like, need, like, there's no little violin. Go big or go home. So, but the the whole idea of like just the the conversations that you guys have, I think, from a professional standpoint, and somebody else who's just as nerdy about dogs hearing the way you guys talk is very familiar and it sounds like there are two friends in your ear and that you are part of their conversation and and especially in a pandemic where people aren't whole uh, aren't able to see their friends like mm. hearing actual friends talk is is very heartwarming and fun and and i think it's it's <laughs> it's filling a hole that people are really deeply missing. Oh, so. that's, that's, oh that's lovely. Oh, Thank you. And that, it would be even so when lovelier. you cut the check, make sure it goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, that, that's nearly, <laughs> nearly, nearly spot on. But I actually can't stand that. I can't stand it. <laughs> I'm only joking. That you're the first present I opened. I'll just cry about it later. <laughs> Right. With that, like, red hat and just mascara. Right. <laughs> <Yeah. sighs> like... right. Should we should we delve into our Christmas sack? God, that didn't come out the way, right? <laughs> um, I'll and... just wait till we get to the pricks later. <laughs> <laughs> right. We've got a, we've got a plethora of different things that we've that we've um, arranged to do. So, um, in in the hope that I have somehow rustled up some sort of jingle. I'm going to take a very quick break and uh, we'll see you on the other side with the first of our Christmassy features. What do you say, folks? Yeah? Cool. Yeah. Let's Go. do it. Hey, BFTBers. It's me, Greg of Great Paws, self-proclaimed number one BFTB fan, social media stalker and serial giffer. I just want to send you, Nat, Steve, Corin, mystical coffee and gin delivering man, of course, the fellow listeners and, of course, all of the pooches, some fabulous festive wishes. I'm sure my fellow fans will agree that having barks from the bookshelf in our lives has been one of the very few highlights of 2020. I'm not sure my bank balance quite agrees, but hey-ho. Or should that be? Ho-ho-ho! Anyway, thanks again, guys. Have an amazing time. Sending lots of warm northern hugs to you all. Have a great one. Best Dog Story are you going to do a jingle for this or shall I? It's already happened. Jingle up now? I mean, oh. you can, no, by all means, make your own jingle up because this will be hilarious. Best dog story of 2020. <laughs> um, mine is, there's lots, but I had to choose one. And it was 
And I don't know if this would have reached you, Melissa, and if it hasn't, you are in for a treat, my love. <laughs> it's um, a BBC sports commentator oh, that during lockdown, because there was no sport going on, he he put videos out of his two Labradors. Yeah, I have seen this. And okay, it good. Is joy. Yeah. <laughs> so his name's Andrew. Cotterham, I think, or Cotters is his uh, nickname. And yeah, the dogs are Olive and Mabel, and they were brilliant. And he's even written a book now. Oh, is he really? <laughs> he's, yeah. yeah, he's really capitalised on, they were on the one show the other day. Um, and uh, yeah, I it, it brought me joy. Their latest one is um, like a take on perfume adverts, the, the smell of dog. Oh, I haven't seen <laughs> that. Brilliant. Yeah, I I'll share it. I'll that. share it on the page. I remember yeah. one of them was uh, it was like an Olympic uh, sport of trying to get the toy or the ball yeah. off yeah. the other dog. That was my favourite, without a doubt. It was just it yeah. was just brilliant. Right at the end, just the ball got, went over to the other dog. I can't remember which dog was which, but it was so good. Yeah, we have to, we have to a, make a note of these. There's a food race where they're both, they get both given their dinners and who's going to finish the, their dinner first. And it's just lovely because he's really got this sort of deadpan Scottish, very sensible voice talking about his little doggies. Lovely. I love, I love seeing people talk about their dogs adoringly. It's wonderful. What we'll try There's and a do. related one that wasn't, it wasn't the sports commentator, which, which I had seen and it was so good. Um, but there was a related one where this guy was like putting his dog on Zoom calls and, and <laughs> was he a weatherman? Like, man? Was no, he a weatherman? Was, I, I don't think it was a weatherman, but like he was basically doing conference calls, but like he had <laughs> three different devices. And so like there'd be like Mabel, his his dog in one room and then the other dog, let's say, you know, Peaches or whatever in the, <laughs> in the third room. And then he'd be like, Peaches, Peaches, you're on mute. You're on mute. <laughs> 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 We should try and find the link, shouldn't we, and post them up in the Facebook group. I yeah, I've, yeah link. I've, I've done my research properly, Steve. Good. There's links galore here, so awesome. I will send them over. Marvelous. I'll make a, I'll make a note to send this, uh, that Zoom one too. Yeah. Well, well done. As soon as you said it, I was like, of course. I was, I was really struggling to pick. I mean, I actually, I didn't struggle to pick. I had one in mind straight away, but I thought if I hadn't have had that one, I would have really struggled. But yeah, of course, of course. They were great. <laughs> Lovely bit of joy in, the, in lockdown Britain. Lovely bit yeah. of joy. Right, okay then. So, um, who was next to be on that? Oh, it was Corin. Corin was on that next. That, that was a good one now. I um, struggled and I was uh, searching for all these news stories today. And you think, oh, it's going to come up with all these funny dog stories. And I was getting loads of like, really sad dog news. I was like, I don't, <laughs> that's not very Christmasy. And also, that's no. awful. Um, but I decided to talk about uh, the COVID-19 dogs, the dogs that have been um, yeah. helping to, uh, well, learning to detect the virus. So I thought that was a pretty cool story for 2020. How many of them are there now? Well, I don't know completely, but I know the medical detection um, dogs, that there's six of them, and I do have their names. I thought it would be cool to tell everybody oh, their yeah. names. Um, nice work. We have Norman, Digby, Storm, Star, Jasper, and Asher. And they work for nice. medical detection dogs. And they work so they... for the medical detection dogs, yeah. Are they the only ones that can do it, or are there other ones across? The, probably other ones across the world, I guess, that have been trained up. For there them. are other ones in uh, Finland. There's some in Pennsylvania here in the oh. states. There are some in other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so different groups are are working on this. And and the cool thing about this, and 
<clears throat> and I was looking at this for, for a different project, but they're not necessarily detecting COVID. They're detecting uh, like how the body, how the body's response, like the sloughing off dead cells or something, mm -hmm. or the way that the virus changes. It's that odor that they're picking up. It's not COVID. It's how our body responds to it and how it changes our odor because we are stinky and disgusting mm -hmm. meat sacks. Because I was and reading that this is the only virus that they've ever done this with, isn't it? So, Well, they've done it with malaria. Okay. Um, the, yeah, they've done it with malaria where the dogs, um, it was really cool because like the dogs were able to pick up um, they would put socks on children who uh, might have had malaria, and then they brought the socks back to a different country, tested it, um, and at the time, they had marked the kids that were positive for malaria at the time that the socks were taken off and sent to the lab. Um, and the dogs hit on a couple of extra socks and they're like, oh, well, the dogs got it wrong. But then when they went back, they found out that those kids actually did have malaria, but they're yeah pick it up yet mm -hmm. um so yeah so they have done it with like malaria they do it with like parkinson's um but as far as like a, a contagion um a viral thing because i think malaria is bacteria is that correct i i could be completely wrong i don't know enough about no. malaria i'm, I'm gonna say i'm gonna say yes and act <laughs> like i know <laughs> but that point about early detection is is why dogs are so important in this and mm. you, you know um it's a fascinating world of of detecting medical conditions and I, I hope that there's more and more money that gets put into that kind of research rather than mm. um research that is harming animals and not particularly coming out with any mm. conducive results that are applicable to human health because... it's a really non-invasive way for people that would um, be really stressed about the testing as well yeah. so you know win-win it's a win-win. Exactly. It is, isn't it? Exactly. I'm, I'm just about to launch into reading. Yeah, there's a little plug here. It's right next to me. Look. What the Dog Knows by <gasps> Kat Warren. Um, oh, yeah. Um, she's going to come on the podcast. Um, so, uh, <gasps> yeah, I'm, I've, I've just got to read this humongous book before, <laughs> before we get Kat on. I know she, <laughs> she's, um, she's just produced um, a, a book for children as well, which might be more my, my um, brain level <laughs> so i might get that one and then review you, that one yeah you you read the kids one babe and i'll yeah. read what the dog knows exactly exactly um but yeah i mean and i'll listen to you guys talk about it and get it on a kindle yeah. <laughs> um, this is all about cadaver dogs um so yeah i'm really really interested really interested to read that no, they're just fantastic dogs are fantastic i mean if you listen to this podcast you probably agree already it if you don't so. agree, why have you come this far into this podcast? I don't. I'm out. No. <laughs> right, go on then. It's your turn then, Melissa. Well, speaking of cadaver dogs, that's actually a perfect segue into the, the story that I chose. I chose the archaeological dogs. Um, so these dogs, um, so generally speaking, cadaver dogs are able to and are... are um, they're usually brought in to find bodies that are, you know, under 10 years decomp, usually within one to five years. Um, but in this, or like fresh to 10 years, not, okay, they've been gone for a year, so now we can bring them to <laughs> and, and just like searching for COVID, they're actually smelling the, the 
chemical reactions and the way that the body breaks down. I, I get really nerdy about like, I love forensic -y things. Um, so this got me very, very excited. Um, but essentially these dogs in Croatia, um, these archeologists brought in cadaver dog handlers just to see what would happen. And they were able to find human remains that helped them track down grave sites dating down to 700 BC. Um, and wow. these dogs, and right? So like these, these remains are 3000 years old. And as a result, they're Jeez. able to find other artifacts that they wouldn't have been able to find anyway. And in part, because like the way that the the environment in this part of Croatia that they're looking at is all limestone. So like radar won't work. Mm. So the only thing that worked in this case were the dog's noses. So the dogs were able to find, let's see, they allowed the dogs, uh, Satve and Mali to sniff around other sites where they suspected there might be more graves. So the dogs had already hit on graves and they had tested um, to see if they could find it. Like. I don't know if this is gonna work. Holy shit, they found these graves. <laughs> like they did it. And then so then they decided, well, let's just let them off leash and see what happens. And so like the dogs found six more graves, um, which all consisted of small stone burial chests with like just small finger and toe bones. Like that's oh, all that was like wow. right, right. It's so cool. And so these dogs, because of limited resources, they haven't been able to like continue the excavation process but they know that they need to go back to those sites so at least the dogs could say check here um so it was a really cool proof of concept um and let's see there was something about um doo -doo 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 -doo. oh this was it um this uh blogger person who i think does archaeology stuff i'm guessing um she said that she didn't believe that the age of the bone mattered as much as the environment in which it was found because moisture, sunlight, temperature, they all impact how how scent breaks down and how it's either absorbed or taken out. And because in this case of the limestone, as these bodies decompose, the scent just leached into the rock where it was basically almost fossilized and the dogs were able to find it. Whereas if it was in a marsh, that would be a lot harder. Um, it's, and it's so- just insane. There were- oh, right? Like if, if you- you know, if you weren't dog geeks like us, you would laugh at that. If you were a boardman of a business that was going to do funding into archaeological digs and someone walked in and went, well, my dog said there's some bones there. <laughs> you what know, my dog found? Yeah. And <laughs> when you think about how crap our sense of smell is, like, um, <laughs> I just think of people with their kids. You know when they go, oh, something smells funky. <laughs> <laughs> If a nappy to know if there's a poo in there or not and the dog two miles down the road's probably going some baby's had a poo somewhere <laughs> <laughs> there's 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 a disturbance in the poo force i can feel it uh, but as as an actual human parent can confirm <laughs> yeah. i've seen it happen millions of times i do uh, the same if i ever think penny not might to me you don't no not oh, to sorry. you <laughs> If I ever think like, oh, has Penny had a wee on this blanket? I'm not sure. Like, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, the whole of the blanket is going under, like across my mouth and under my nose. <laughs> and then you hold it to your partner, like, wait, how about can you, can you smell it? This, <laughs> like, <laughs> this yeah. probably isn't the question to ask from that. But you said about the fingers and toe bones. Was yeah. that all that was left, or did people just bury fingers and toes? It, well, it's really hard to tell if like the rest of them broke down. Right. Um, so, but there's a cool Smithsonian article that I'll send in. But like these, 
these dogs, let's see. So while some of these dogs were searching, let me see the notes that I took here. All right. So some of these dogs were searching at five feet underground, which, you know, is like, I think in metric is 4,000 meters, I'm guessing. No, I'm kidding. It's like <laughs> shy of two. Um, but dogs can smell 40 feet under your feet, right? So that's four standard basketball hoops under the ground stocked on top of each other. So they're testing these dogs at five feet. And that's Nothing, Nothing for these dogs. Um, and Nat, I know that like you listen to my favorite murder as well. There's mm -hmm. this podcast called Someone Knows Something. And it's a Canadian broadcast channel about cold cases. And the first season of this was about a five-year-old boy who went missing when he went out with his family about 50 years ago. And one of the theories was like a bird took him. Another was that he was kidnapped. But the most likely is that he just kind of fell into this lake um, and nobody saw him go under. Um, so what they ended up doing was they waited for the lake to freeze and the podcaster, um, uh, researcher guy, reporter, that's what I was looking for, yeah. uh, waited for the lake to freeze, got two cadaver dogs to come out because he wanted to test. Um, oh, sorry, three. There were three cadaver dogs. So he wanted to test to see if there were any human remains after 50 years in this lake. And they drilled holes at two feet apart, 24 holes in total, and sent out all three dogs without each dog seeing each other and they all mm -hmm. hit at the same hole. Um, wow. And so when they went back in the spring, cause you can't dive in the winter, but when they went back in the spring, it was so murky and dangerous. The divers couldn't see, which kind of lends a little bit more credence to the theory that the boy just fell and got sucked into the muck and mm -hmm. couldn't get out and drown. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, but they called it the show. Somebody knows something and they brought the dogs in for the first two seasons. And I'm like, guys, you should call it. Someone knows something. The dogs, dogs. the dogs, they always know yeah. like, it's the, the dogs. They know. So, yeah, I am uh, subscribing to that podcast right now. <laughs> Go for it. There are like five seasons and they're excellent. They're all cold cases. This seems Brilliant. like a perfect opportunity to just plug your podcast, Melissa, because if, yeah. if anyone wants to hear any other stories about amazing animals told as eloquently and as interestingly as that one just was, then you should subscribe to Bewilder Beasts. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's absolutely awesome. And I'm not just saying that because you're here. Um, I'm saying <laughs> it because you paid me $100. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm so glad that check cleared before today. Like it yeah, was lucky. It was a bit touching. The go, only marketing it? I've done. <laughs> I've really been enjoying it. Really been enjoying it. Especially the one about the uh, the uh, the dog in the army. The recent one was uh, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, that was uh, Sergeant Stubby. Yeah, Sergeant um, Stubby. He's awesome. And Lily Chin, who was on your show, she has a great poster of Sergeant Stubby that I asked for for Christmas. So I'm hoping my mother-in-law is listening. Oh, <laughs> Steve Mann here from the IMDT, wishing all the Barkers from the bookshelf a happy Christmas and a phenomenal new year. Wowzers. Right, so I guess it's my turn then. Yeah. Yeah. I've got, so I, I thought this, I bagged this early because I thought this would be the one that everyone wanted. Um, I had, actually had a little dig into the story today and found some pretty cool stuff about pretty cool stuff out about this story. Let me just uh, talk about yourself while I find where I put it. Dun, dun, dun. Ah, yes, this is the story of uh, Gunner, the little spaniel, and Richard Wilbanks, the 74-year-old um, Floridian, 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 Floridian man. Is that right? 
yeah, it's just Florida, man. Florida. It's always I think Floridian Florida rolls man. off the tongue much. I'm saying Floridian. I don't care. <laughs> I feel like Meridian. You probably, most, most listeners to this podcast would know this story. This is the dude that, whilst still holding a cigar in his gob, waded into his garden pond to pull his puppy Gunner out of the mouths of an alligator. Um, just incredible. Amazing. Absolutely incredible. I, I watched a couple of interviews with him today and the guy seems really, really nice. Um, and um, the Gunner got actually deputised recently in a, in a Pets on Patrol programme at the Lee County Sheriff's Office. And his responsibilities will include, I quote, um, oh, hang on a minute. Losing it, losing it, losing it. Come back, come back, come back. Hold, hold. It's a good job I can edit, isn't it? It's gonna. Yeah. Uh, gonna, gonna, Add gonna, some gonna. jingle bells. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and his responsibilities will include visiting children to teach them about safety around lakes, alligators, things like that. So how cool is that? It's very cute. Well, I remember watching this video and the funniest thing was like, I'm picturing, so like, who was like the, the crocodile guy that like, he ended oh, Steve up, uh, Irwin. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm picturing like this. So I just read it and I didn't see an image and I'm picturing like this guy straddling this like 17 foot <laughs> alligator, like, <laughs> like to get his dog out. And like the alligator is like seven inches long. Yeah. <laughs> they put up quite the fight. Like yeah. it was incredible yeah. to watch. Like I wouldn't go near. Like I know what a chihuahua can do. I'm not going near an alligator. Like it, <laughs> I don't care how big. But yeah. like he's trying to like fry like the jaws of this mm. tiny alligator open just to get this puppy. It was incredible. And Gunner, and he the, was already under the water. He went in oh and God, found the, the alligator screaming. under the I water. Could, oh. I couldn't, I can't listen to it with noise on because the horrible screaming noises from oh, the pup. Oh just... no, I've only heard it with no sound, not heard it. Yeah, no, don't listen to, don't do, don't do the sound. Don't do the sound. I actually didn't watch it for a little while because I didn't, th- I always just think I'm so sensitive. <laughs> well, here's some interesting facts about it. They'll make you feel a little bit better about it. So the reason there were cameras up, it wasn't just some bystander that just happened to pass because that was in his oh, garden. Oh, I've been wondering about this. Um, yeah. He was part of a program called the Sharing the Landscape program where they put up 17 cameras um, around three different residential communities to kind of, log what sort of wildlife is there and around and what's sort of going on so they caught it on those cameras they only they only realized i think a day later when someone was going through the footage that they caught it um (laughs) when you first said he was in a program like this is the best possible program that could be going on (laughs) yeah yeah i've got a quote i've got a quote from uh, richard wilbanks here he said they called me up so this is the, the people from the 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 wildlife federation when they looked over the footage they called me up and told me that you won't believe what we've got on our camera. And straight away I said, oh my gosh, what is it? I thought maybe they caught me running around nude in my backyard or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, he sounds amazing. Like he's already forgot about the, the alligator <laughs> wrestle in his garden. It must be me naked. Oh, right, the gator. Right, the gator. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like wrestling your puppy out of, a, out of an alligator's mouth wasn't the biggest thing that happened to no. you today. No. <laughs> <laughs> there is a reason there is the Florida man meme. And I don't know if you guys have heard about that over there, but here, like, Florida man is a thing. Oh, to really? To the point where, like, all of my stories, I gave myself the qualifier if it was supposed to be a funny story not to use Florida or Australia because that's low hanging fruit. Excuse me, excuse <laughs> me. Floridian man. So there's a whole thing where you can type in your name and, or sorry, birthday, 
and Florida man. And then you can have your own Florida man. And it's <laughs> gold. It, it, it's usually have to do with like meth induced <laughs> problems, <laughs> nude problems. Just, yeah, like if you can imagine it, like it has happened in Florida. Florida is definitely a, in a lot of ways. I'm so sorry for same Floridians and my two BSA students from Florida. But hi, guys. They know. They know. It's. America's Wang. I loved his attitude though, because there was like a there was a quote in the bit that I read, and he said, "Oh no, I don't want the I don't want the alligator to get hurt. They live here. I'll just walk further away from the pond from now on." Yeah, I mean, most people. I don't think your dog's going anywhere near water ever again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go. I think what what a successful uh, load of stories. There you go. And any any complaints from uh, Floridians, please contact Melissa McHugh McGrath. (laughs) Yeah, I met. Melissa at oops.email.com. Brilliant. Shall we move on to our next section? Yes, please. Yeah. Hi, this is Sassafras Lowry and Sirius. Just wanted to wish all the listeners from Barks from the Bookshelf a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. No, you pricked my pandemic. Oh, you little bugger. So there we go. Pricked my pandemic. Little play on words there. Yeah, you're welcome. So, you're so clever. <laughs> I'm so excited. Didn't take much thinking about that one. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole idea behind this, listeners, is um, uh, someone that's made an already unbearable year more unbearable. Mm. Now, this could be dog-related. It didn't have to be dog-related. It's just, uh, just an, a, a chance for... For us to vent, I think, uh, um, at absolute plums. I know we said something different then, but <laughs> plum. Are you be confused about the word plum, Melissa? Is that not a? I I was. I'm like, wait, is this supposed to be a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> I didn't know. Well, plums refer to a certain part of the anatomy, so I guess. Oh, and, oh, and they could oh. they could they could be good or bad. It depends which way you're looking at them. If I'm being honest, but in this respect, the uh, the, the the plums are bad. Okay, they've gone off. Got Let's it. just put it that way. I think you can do that with a lot of foods and fruits if you just say it with a certain t- like tone of voice. You yeah. Know. What a lemon. Yeah. Tangerine. <laughs> No, it doesn't really work with tangerine, does it? I'm quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Best you got one it. yet. Right, so Nat, are you, Nat, are you queued up? Are you ready? Show us your star fruit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that might be more comfortable. I don't. I don't know. I'm gonna do it. Do Go it. On. Do, it, do, do it. it. Do it. It's very personal to me. The person that pricked my pandemic was someone that calls himself a dog professional and basically makes a living out of abusing and torturing dogs and also chasing and uh, vilifying women on the internet. Ah, I know who you mean. (laughs) It's my troll! You've got your own personal troll, haven't you? I had a troll at the beginning of the year. You have and, a troll? Yeah, had a troll. I, I basically shut everything down at the beginning of the year because of this uh, horrible man um, who uh, I did some some um, Facebook lives about uh, safely walking in the countryside. It was nothing, nothing awful in there. I didn't badmouth anyone. 
I said um, something along the lines of, uh, I wouldn't use a shock collar for lots of reasons, um, uh, the ethics and the behavioral fallout. And then cue two weeks of him um, Facebook stalking me, downloading my videos and making his own videos mm. with voiceovers and subtitles and um, saying that all I did was feed dogs primula. And it's just a very horrible, horrible experience to have this year <laughs> when the pandemic was already bad enough. And actually, I was quite excited to get some different work and give people some free advice about being safe with their dogs around um, livestock. Um, and I didn't talk about it publicly because I, that's not what I'm about, you know. Um, I'm not about naming and shaming and I don't want to say who he is. Um, but um, be nice to people, mm. everybody. Yeah. You know, if you don't like the fact that I don't use shock collars, so what? Move on. Carry yeah. on abusing your dogs. That's fine. Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to put all of the hurt and the anger about the things that you wrote about me. And I'm going to put it into parliamentary discussions about how to ban e-collars so that you can't work with dogs in that way any anymore. Mm. Bravo. And whatever I can do to help, let me know. Because this is this is awful like for somebody to feel so small about themselves mm. to come after somebody with an education which is not unlike literally anything else going on in the world right now whether it's vaccines like steve anti-vaxxer people on facebook or like here in america and i know over there like there's a lot of people using their opinion and conflating it with fact mm -hmm. and coming after people who are educated this person is threatened by your education and your intelligence and your knowledge and your ability. Um, and he's not worth the time, but he is worth the effort to ban that stuff. So whatever I can do to help, let me know. Hey, so 2021's going to be a better year anyway, <laughs> but also it's going to be the year that I put that effort into letters and campaigns and all sorts. So can you promise me that when you do go to Parliament that you're wearing that sweater? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All I've got to do is get David Attenborough on board. Yeah. And we oh, he's there. Fast, surely. <gasps> he's there. I already sent him an invite. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's your Christmas present. <laughs> it speaks massive volumes, I think, in terms of um, like how much that is loved in the world of the, the outpouring of sort of support and stuff you got around that time i know it wasn't called for and and all of that stuff but i you know um it's hard it you was know? amazing like, yeah everyone everyone was fab and uh, you know people go through a lot worse and i am a very sensitive person um, it was it was pretty bad it wasn't very nice at all no 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 and he was no. calling on on people to to rally you know yeah. just to, yeah Little twerp. That's what I'm going to call it. Bully. Yeah. Bully, bully, bully. Bully. Yeah, yeah, bullies feel empowered because there are people in power right now who are bullies. Mm -hmm. And yeah. luckily they're getting voted out and they're going to have to go underground again. So I, I'm i glad for that part of it. But I'm so sorry you went through that. Hopefully. Well, yeah. I mean, sadly, a lot of people do. And, yeah. you know, I did the best thing. I just switched it all off and that's that. And I was probably only now I thought about even talking about it. So, um, 
I hope these people realize what an effect they have on people's uh, mental health and personal mm. lives. Mm. So, sorry, bit of a downer. No, no, let's no, go no, no. on to some Very funnier important. pricks. Very important. <laughs> <laughs> there's plenty. There's plenty of pricks to go around. Don't worry. <laughs> so, Corin. Uh, okay. Um, uh, okay. So mine's not dog related. Um, I I just couldn't. The the person who put, it was either Farage, and uh, when I think about that man, I get really angry. So I thought, let's be a little bit more lighthearted. Uh, so I've gone with Dominic Cummings. Oh, Dom, the, the Domster. The trip to the Barnard Castle to test his eyesight. You know about this, Melissa? I don't. I saw Karen uh, had put it in in a thread between us so that way we could try to like see who like make sure we weren't overlapping but i you mean you I weren't picking have this no one. idea what's happening <laughs> uh he was um an advisor in government that uh during the full lockdown here in the uk um when his wife had coronavirus and he had symptoms uh traveled across the no. country to his mum's house um no 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 and, the, and then and then went out to uh, the car, the local, well, no, not even the local castle. Um, it, he went to test his eyesight because they wanted to go back to London, but he wasn't sure if his eyesight was working. So he thought he'd drive to the castle to see if it was working. But it just happened to be his wife's birthday on the day he was uh, testing his eyesight at the castle. Um, so, yeah, and just honestly, it, you're like, you cannot get away with this lie. And there's uh, today... Whilst I was looking this up, there are groups that are in support of them. They're like supportive groups for Dominic Cummings. Like there are people in the UK that want to support this moron. But the the event I joined during this time was the road trip to Durham for Sunday lunch with Dom's mum. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed this event because the people were posting up in this group. And uh, yeah, it just comes up with a, an itinerary of the day. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is this is classic. Um Num uh, one o'clock, the grand parade. Horse riders at the front, followed by pedestrians led by the proclaimers. Uh, motor transport at the rear. Um, one... My question: Is this also at a castle? <laughs> we stop at the. We do we stop, stop at the, at the, the castle. The procession goes past the part of the castle. Yeah. Uh, one thirty. Piers Morgan carves the gammon and then retreats to the nearby cave. Uh, <laughs> potluck dinner to symbolize the last 10 years of tory austerity uh there's eaten mess for dessert and then they head over to barnard castle for hide and seek and boris hides first <laughs> <laughs> at five o'clock they just admire the bluebells <laughs> and at six o'clock tories play monopoly while the rest of us sit and watch quietly <laughs> Um, at eight o'clock, there's Dom's mam's dance party finished yeah. at uh, just before midnight, Reese Mogg's midnight feast. Oh, do you know who Jacob Reese Mogg is, <laughs> Melissa? I, I don't, but oh. I'm lucky you. Oh, I'm Jesus. absorbing everything that just happened. I, I'm still stuck at Castle. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob Reese Mogg is like a Harry Potter villain, but in real life. Yeah, he yeah. really, really oh, truly is. Yeah. 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 He wears a top hat and everything. Right, mental. But, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The best like, thing about um, the coming grocery store? Come, yeah. No, he doesn't go shopping. He doesn't go to. Oh, <laughs> sorry. That's just for plebes. Go yeah. I thought the best thing about the Cummings thing was was when he he did his press conference and it was the cheapest, crappiest looking press conference ever. Mm. He had this like 
basically a pasting table with with a glass of water and some paper that didn't have anything on it in his garden and he was trying to to defend himself to the UK's press oh it's worth a look just for the unbelievableness of it oh my god it reminds me of Trump at Walter Reed with like the the empty paper and a sharpie in this like (laughs) conference room like to show that he's working but there was like nothing on the paper and he hasn't drawn a smiley face or anything there's not even a doodle right I loved him on the small Uh, table the other day the small table was amazing (laughs) the small table (laughs) you can't imagine people aren't doing that on purpose because because it was it wasn't small enough that you would go hang on a minute this table's a bit small but it was just small enough to make him look like an idiot like someone had, someone had like actually oh. like planned it. That man does not need a small table to look no. like an idiot. He's a, I, I, in fairness, he is my, the, the quote of the year for me, without a doubt, one hundred percent. Not a week goes by where this doesn't run through my head. Is person, woman, man, camera, TV. That's, that's just I I I, I watched that I video. I bought him a T-shirt with it on. Yeah, but it's got dog at the end of it. Person, woman, yeah. man, camera, TV. I just and when everyone did that, I can't remember the name. There was a, there was a, a woman that did a, a sort of video where she's lip syncing it. That was brilliant. Oh um, my god, that comedian is amazing. She was on Wait Wait Don't Tell Me not that long ago, and she's hilarious. So, so she good. takes all of his speeches, and she, I feel bad for her. I pity her in this way that she has to like watch it over and over to memorize to it. learn it. Yeah, right. Um, but my god, she is hilarious. Oh, I so like she's. She does one of his speeches and it's like 3 a.m. stumbling out of a club type thing. Is that is that <laughs> yes. the same lady? It's the same lady. Yeah. And there was one where like he was talking about, um, uh, you know, bleach and sunlight, like to like get rid of coronavirus. And like she's just like and she's like crawling under her kitchen sink <laughs> and she like like bleach. <laughs> <laughs> The other one is um oh god I should have you looked should up. talk about the South Park uh, video you oh, sent god, today. Yeah. Yeah, the guy Trump. the guys from South Park um just did oh, a just did the, the presidential address and it's Donald Trump reading a story about two reindeer. One of the reindeer is him and the other one is Joe Biden. He's sat in a Christmas jumper. And it's one of those deep fake videos. It's just it's just <laughs> hilarious. You gotta look it up if you can see it. It's oh just, please just send that to me. I will. <laughs> So funny. I was like, what? You know, when you're Usually like, every time I see Donald Trump in, in text or anything else, I vomit. So, like, I miss a lot of the good comedy as a result. <laughs> that visceral response. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah it, it's Pavlovian, really. <laughs> well, like, I don't it's think Pavlovian else, I'm surprised no one picked Donald for um for their Prick My Pandemic, but maybe it's a bit too obvious. Oh, I think it's because he's out now. Unless so... someone has. Unless someone has. Who knows? I don't know. Oh, hello. Well, hello. Hello. Next. <laughs> you don't have the vote. You don't have the vote. <laughs> Suck it. All right. He does. He won. He won, didn't <laughs> oh. he? That's what he told me. <laughs> That's what he told me. <laughs> I can't wait. Don't let the door hit you, sir. Um, <laughs> yeah, so my my... <laughs> my pandemic prick I might have taken it a little too literally um, <laughs> and in the same way that I didn't um, use any Florida man things not not to disparage Steve for picking one no. um, I think it just would have been low hanging fruit for me I also couldn't pick anything political because low hanging fruit <laughs> so I'm just going to read this article to you the headline this is from boston.com um 
two buck naked dog walkers arrested <laughs> in Hopkinton, police say. It wasn't a typical day in Hopkinton, that's for sure. So Hopkinton, if you guys are not familiar, so that's the start of the Boston Marathon. So it's about 26.2 miles away. Um, Ariana McNeil, Boston.com staff, July 28th. Two people are facing multiple charges <laughs> after they were allegedly found walking a dog while they were naked in Hopkinton Monday morning. Police were called to Hayden Row Street at 6.30 a.m. Wow. That's too early to be naked. You're not get out before the sun gets too hot, isn't it? You know what I mean? <laughs> when officers arrived, they allegedly found a 32-year-old woman and a 30-year-old man nude walking a black dog. I don't know why the color of the dog matters. <laughs> the dog nude? The dog. The dog the is dog wearing was a coat. Wearing pants, weirdly. <laughs> he was, he, it was kind of wild, Hopkinson police. Chief Joseph Bennett told the, poli uh, told the newspaper, it wasn't the typical day in Hopkinson, that's for sure. They were buck naked. When asked simple questions like, why aren't you wearing clothes? They reportedly were unable to answer. <laughs> Which makes me wonder how the night before went. Yeah. Wowzers. So when they were told that they were being placed under arrest, the two took off on foot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, so uh, a struggle reportedly ensued. <laughs> Eventually, police gained control of the two. I stopped asking questions at that point. They were arrested. A woman and a man are facing charges of indecent exposure. I don't know what charges of decent exposure would be, but there you go. <laughs> Assault and battery in a police officer, probably because they had to see this, resisting <laughs> arrest and disturbing the peace and disorderly conduct wow. of the dog. Bennett Hyde had kind words. According to the officer, she's a very good dog, said the chief of police. <laughs> so that, yeah, so naked people ruining it for everybody. It is unclear if they were wearing masks at the time, as this was during the pandemic. Um, but Super spreaders. Correct. Uh, similarly, there was a swingers party in, uh, I think it was Narland, where... <laughs> like 40 something people ended up getting COVID from a swingers party a couple weeks ago, Brilliant. but they were saying everybody wore masks. And I'm like, I don't <laughs> think that was the problem. <laughs> <laughs> so hey. naked people Brilliant being <laughs> stupidly naked. I, you know what? Let your freak flag fly. Do your thing, like be naked, enjoy your body. I love that you enjoy your body. Don't walk your dog naked. <laughs> no. <laughs> Where your neighbors can call the police on you. Um, Please don't. <laughs> mental note, Corinne, let's not let them see us from the waist down. <laughs> and if you are naked, make sure your dog is wearing pants so they also don't end yes. up in the slammer. Yeah. Did, the, did the, you know, you said they run off and a struggle ensued. Was the struggle when they came across some really hot sand and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> Just struggling to get across it. Like, well, do you know what well, I think's worse than fully naked people? When we were in Barcelona, there was a man that had a t-shirt that only came to like the, the bottom of his waist, and then nothing. Oh. I'm like, wait, like that's what style? Yeah. You can be you can be naked on top and not on bottom, but you can't be naked on bottom and not on top. No, no, no. I was really uncomfortable with it. No. Yeah. Wait, so he. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> so like, 
Like, oh no. I think he had had a heavy night too because he was dragging his trousers behind him. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I I thought you meant just on the beach. Yeah, he was on the beach. beach. He was walking up to people as well, just like families with children and saying, all right, how you doing? And it was, yeah, it was very... What time of day was this? Oh, like the sunshine time. sort of thing, yeah, wasn't it? It wasn't, yeah, just, just wandering around. Oh, do you like... remember holidays? <laughs> oh, oh, damn, I miss holidays. I would go back. I would go back. I'd, I'd like to see him again. <laughs> oh, I got his man. number. He's, um, oh, fantastic. Yeah. Where, where did he keep his pens, Steve? <laughs> right, okay, moving on from nakedness. Um, Your turn. My one, yeah, pricked my pandemic. I, I picked this guy. There was a couple of things. And again, I think I was looking for not no low low hanging fruit. I like that term. That's good. Um, so I picked um, Adam G. Katz. Now, if you don't know this guy, I mean, most, some people will know who he is. I've got a grumbling Jack Russell behind I me. I can hear her, yeah. yeah just grumbling oh, I thought away. that was somebody's stomach. <laughs> no, yeah. That was me and that on the podcast the other day. Um, uh yeah. I don't think your dog likes this guy. <laughs> no. She wouldn't. She's, she's a she really wouldn't. feminist. Um, so, yeah, uh, um, Adam G. Katz made a YouTube video giving out um, free, completely free, in his defense, marketing <laughs> advice <laughs> of, uh, of how to get more clients um, if you're a dog trainer. But actually, it turns out that's how it was marketed. But actually, it turns out it's, it's advice on how to um, get clients if you're a woman. So um, if you watch the video, I mean, it's something to watch. It is something to behold. I'm not going to share this it. Is, because so it, this it is, I noticed Corin just left. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, this, <laughs> this isn't like that dodgy, um, oh, what's that thing called where you're horrible to someone and there was a whole movement of it in America um, but to try, you just walk up to women and say, I don't oh, know. God, what's it called? I don't know, but it oh, sounds like fun. What, the no, incel people? Patriarchy, is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah. No, not the <laughs> That's what it's always called. <laughs> yeah, real life. I don't think no. that was just here. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, okay, carry on. I'll, I'll look it up. I mean, let's, let's be honest. It's not lost on me that I pricked my pandemics are all four geezers. It's, that's not, that's not, the, uh, you know, it's not lost. Um, yeah, so anyway, he makes this video and basically um, he's telling female dog trainers that you've got to tone down the sexy if you want to get clients you've got to tone it down because um one of the quotes from his video is if what if um you know you come round to someone's house and you're all dressed and he he keeps putting pictures of like like instagram models with their dogs up as if like professional female dog trainers are dressing like this to get to get people to i don't know but he, he made God. the point of saying, "What if, um, what if we, you know, you turn up and you're all, you're all sexy, and I've got my wife with me. My wife's never going to let me work with you. So this is a bad idea. You need to tone down the sexy, and it's, it's all about that. Um, which is great, you know, because everyone needs um, a balding old man to tell them how to conduct themselves. Um, so that's fantastic. Um, and he he neglected, considering this was supposed to be about marketing and how to dress professionally, he neglected to mention how men should dress." at all in the video um especially the scariest thing because some male dog trainers dress like they're navy seals and they turn up to your house like you know they're gonna yeah. go on a go on some sort of like mission in the in the depths of the borneo jungle i think that's probably <laughs> scary isn't oh, it? how did they do it over there because all the male dog trainers i know here dress in banana hammocks and suntan lotion <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Again, I must move to Boston. Like <laughs> um, yeah, I can feel like I could be my true self in Boston. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I just thought, you know, I'm far from me playing the role of Mr. White Knight, you know, um, male feminist or anything like that. I'm far from perfect. I'm still learning myself. But, um, yeah, I, I just thought it was brilliant. And if you do want a giggle and a laugh, go and have a look on the comment stream of that YouTube video because it is worth it. Oh, I am sure it is gold. <laughs> and I cannot wait. I am champing at the bit. So, yeah. like, just oh. like, guys, I, you know what? I'm done. I got to go read some comments. <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm sure this man was eviscerated as he should have been in beautifully poetic ways. I don't, I I don't actually remember hearing about it, but I do remember seeing a lot of uh, other videos, I think, in response from women. Yeah, so. yeah I know there was a lot of videos of, of um, female doctors dressing me. up super I am in a man's hoodie, <laughs> three-year-old leggings and fuzzy boots right now because I'm freezing. I didn't know if I knew that I could have been exposed Fencing, pleather pants, and high knee boots all this time. <laughs> Assless chaps, man. Like, I would have, I could have been making so much more money. I had no idea I could do this. Like, man, this guy is an education. There's, Thank certain, you, there's certainly money to be made in there somewhere. Although, although you know, with every dark, there's always some light. And we did find out today, Melissa, didn't we, that he's written quite an interesting book. Yes. I, don't, I don't really want to give him the uh, the air of publicity, but um, but you know, you never know. him on the podcast. He might be a guest. Oh, <laughs> Blame Melissa. Not again. Not again. Perhaps he can apologise. Perhaps he can. Apologize. Oh my god! I thought was... I thought of the thing. I thought of the thing, oh, so oh. I don't sound like a complete moron. Okay. It's negging. 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 I don't know what this is. No. <laughs> negging is when you give negative, co as a man, you give negative comments to a woman. It basically is like the boy that likes you in the playground pushes you over. Oh, no. so, but for adults. Yeah. 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 Okay, it's cool. not nice. And there was a whole movement, maybe five, maybe longer ago, about uh, this guy that went around doing. Um, you know, very uh, pyramid scheme type talks about how to get yourself more women. Uh, I bet he was an incel. I've, I've, I've watched so many things this year on incels and, and pickup artists and, oh, good Lord. It's uh, maybe I will stay in my house for another year. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it's great in here. And all these things, that, that all these, these terms that are kind of coming to light, like negging, uh, gaslighting, mansplaining, all of those sorts of things. All the things that make my dad get really uncomfortable when when uh, when anyone says them. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just... <laughs> but didn't, it's um, I think uh, 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 science in general had this a couple of years ago where um, some some sort of uh, Starkey-esque person made a comment about how women working in laboratory environments put off the male mm. researchers or something. And um, it, it completely backfired with all the women posting pictures of them in their scrubs and, you know, all of their <laughs> PPE going, yeah, I'm so irresistible when I'm in the lab. I must really put people <laughs> off. And that's exactly the same. All I would say right? is you don't know what floats people's boats now. So... <laughs> if the full PPE kit, I mean, you know, 
in 2020, that is the fantasy, isn't it? <laughs> I was going to say, for like the 2% that that is a fantasy, this is their time. <laughs> <laughs> All of their Christmases at once. Oh yeah, they're, they're the people just walking the streets, looking at people in their masks. <laughs> wow, I don't care about those dog trainers and assless chaps. What I really want <laughs> is those overshoe things. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, on that note, I'll have to go and cool down now. Um, uh, <laughs> shall, we, shall we have a have a quick break? We got to do. We got to swap our dogs around, so we're gonna have a quick break. And then I'm we're never gonna have me back on this. Show. <laughs> we're gonna come back. It. We're gonna come back, and we'll have a brand new section. Are you ready? Hello, this is Mark Beckoff in Boulder, Colorado, and I just wanted to wish all of the listeners of Barks from the Bookshelf very merry holidays and i hope you're all well we'd really like you to guess who you lovely doggy people uh, right okay right um i have devised a game now this game is um gonna go off without any technical hitches and it's all gonna be perfect so can okay. congratulate me before if you want i named it but i haven't um listen to any of the audio clips. no no one knows the answers apart from steve okay and yes i do talk about ha- uh, d- so too. hang on because i get a little bit overexcited at, do we have a buzzer each or are we taking it in turns sorry mm. i'm I need um, the rules. no no turns this is game on <laughs> oh. oh what first <laughs> hang on it wasn't supposed to be Karen so competitive it's gonna throw elbows in this <laughs> <laughs> Right, can you see my can you see my screen? Oh my god, that's adorable. All right, okay. Yes, very cute. Okay. Guess who? Hang on, let me do a um This is not very not very audible. Um so I'll I'll, I'll do a little um <laughs> I'm going to do a little uh a, a talk over. So the game is called Guess Who, which twit to who? See cuz there's a picture of an owl. You can't see that on the podcast of course. Uh, <laughs> is this smile and I hang on, just take a picture. <laughs> There we go. Okay. Which twit to who is this? Now, this comes from um, an old podcast that we did where I accidentally stumbled across. Um, I did this by accident. I was I was doing a bit of editing and I slowed down a portion of Nat's um, speaking. And it's one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever heard in my life. Um, and now it's my ringtone on my phone. No, it's not. Um, but I thought what I'm going to do. Okay, so this is guess who. So I've taken out a, a portion of each of us talking. Um, and you've got to guess who is talking. Um, so oh, I've got, no. So I've got the slowed down version. Okay, okay. I've got the slowed down version. And then we have got the the next version. Now, I just need to make sure um, that yeah, this... Yeah, but what if you sound like Minnie Mouse on Helium on a normal day? <laughs> <laughs> Asking for a friend. I'm, I'm just going to say, as a small caveat, there is one member of, of, of our team here that's fairly easy to identify. That's all I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say. <laughs> You should have speeded it up. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. Let's see how this. First of all, I've got to make sure volumes and everything are right. Let's come. Let's pump that right up. Okay. Right. So uh, this oh, is the God. first, the first snippet, and I call this selection "Breaking Down." Are you ready? You might. Um... Oh, wait, wait, wait. So how do we how do we chime in, or do we just yell when we know? So first, you're going to listen, person? okay, and then we're going to take it in turns okay. to answer, okay, okay and then and then, we'll, and then we'll oh, see okay, who's cool. right, okay. I okay. Think that's the best okay. One. Are you ready? Number yeah. one. 
breaking yeah. down the third wall. Do you want to hear that again? The, 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 the sentence is the sentence is breaking down the third wall. Let's hear it one more time. Breaking yeah. down the third wall. <laughs> <laughs> Adrian. Is it one, just one of us? Not anyone that's ever it's been only, on the No, no, it's only us. So, so it was one okay. of us four. I'm going to guess Nat. You're going with Nat, yeah? Okay. I know the answer, so oh, I can't guess. God, I also felt like it was Nat, but I'm going to be super embarrassed if it was me. <laughs> um, I, I think I, it might I, be Steve, just because of what he said, What what's being said. Oh, That's okay. not a dude. Slow down. Like, <laughs> that is not a dude. Um, that is alto or above. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Nat. So you've got two votes for Nat. What do you think, Nat? Is that you? No, she said she thought it was you. Oh, she thought it was me. Okay. Right, okay. Here we go. So here is the actual real speed. Breaking down the third wall. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. So let's let's keep some score, shall we? So Nat didn't get herself. Nat looked doing a rap. Didn't get herself. Oh my god, this is fun. Are you keeping an eye on the scores then? Yeah. So one one zero for Nat. Sorry, Nat. Right, next one up then. We call this one a grand old time. A grand old time. Okay. Are we ready? Here we go. He's having a grand old time. So one more time, just in case you didn't get it. He's having a grand old time. Yeah. <laughs> what is that laugh? It's really dirty. Right, going out on a limb here, and I'm guessing Steve. Guessing Steve. Okay, right, one guess for Steve. I'm going to go Corin. I'm going Steve. Two Steves, two Corin. Shall we? Shall we hear the original? Here we hmm. go. He's having a grand old time. Yeah. <laughs> it's Melissa. It's <laughs> Melissa. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that the deepest, deepest you've ever heard yourself? <laughs> oh, my God. I love I love how, co- how confidently she was saying that's not a dude's voice like, out here. That's you. <laughs> wait, wait, can I hear the, the, the slow down again? The slow down version again. Yes, of course you can. Hang on. Hold up. Here we go. Oh, my God. He's having a grand old time. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you need to do you need to get that audio clip and you need to do a gif of like you <laughs> okay so no points nil point on that round so it's all wow. to play for so at the moment wow. we've got corin with one melissa with one Nat on a big fat zero okay yeah i'm on i'm on nothing it's all right so we call this selection grumpy cat <laughs> You know, like, but people just think, oh, my cat's grumpy, and then they have, like, all the more followers than all of us put together on Instagram, you know? One more time if we can take it. One more time if we can take it. So this is this is Grumpy Cat. We do talk some bollocks on this show. Oh, yeah, we really do. Okay, here we go. Ready? You know, like, but people just think, oh, my cat's grumpy, and then they have, like, all the more followers than all of us put together on Instagram, you know? 
There we go. Yeah, I think it does Corin. I think Corin, because Corin does Insta. I don't do Insta. I actually think, um, yeah, that might be me. I need that in my life to uh, be on my phone. Oh, everyone, wow. Everyone's gone for Corin. Let's hear the original. You know, like, but people just think, oh, my cat's grumpy. And then they have like all the more followers than all of us put together on Instagram, yeah. you know? There we go. <laughs> Thanks for saying that we really do talk some crap on this podcast when it comes to my bit, by the way. <laughs> Right, so... Oh God, that was brilliant. Right. That was brilliant. That was oh, absolutely dear. brilliant. Okay, points all round there. That's good. Right, next. Crying. Next section. There's, 40, there's 42 different clips here, so... Wait, what? No, no, there isn't. There isn't. Um, right, okay. Next one, we call this time off. Time off. So, who do you think has said this sentence? I want to take some time off for my birthday, but I feel like that's really bad to take time off. <laughs> Whoever me. it is needs to stop drinking. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, and yes, I do. <laughs> they, so Nat's, Nat's voted for herself. <laughs> what do you think, Tom? Oh, well, Nat seemed quite confident herself, so oh, yeah, nice. I'm going to go Throwing Nat. herself on the bus. Melissa? I oh god like Steve where are you dude like <laughs> um I'm gonna say that as well okay. I'd, I'd never feel guilty for having time off for my birthday so I know it's not me that around yeah there's a bit of a giveaway there isn't there I think a little bit so I want to take some time off for my birthday but I feel like that's really bad to take time off Oh, there we go. Never, Nat. If you and take I... anything away from today, it's you can always have time off on your birthday. Yeah, 100%. A month? <laughs> sure. <laughs> a year. 2020, you can take a whole year off. Yeah, Andrew. And, and I will say, like, I kind of feel like I was cheating because I kind of feel like I remember her saying that on the show. No, like, well, there you go. Having see. this conversation because, like, oh yeah. my goodness. You Cocktails can... of the Rise. Oh, hello. <laughs> Cocktails. Oh, he's also in a face shirt. He's saying, yeah, put the chair up. Mm. Put the chair in. Here comes Jay. Yay. Right, so the next selection, I like to call this oh. one the muffling technique. That's the muffling technique. Here we go. Who do you think um, is this? I like your muffling technique. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> And I know that because I remember talking to you about like the sweatshirt behind you for your yeah like it's confidently yeah. said there it's gone very confident. Very... Okay, right. I wondered what context that was in. Should we hear it again? I like your muffling technique. There we go. There's a little bit of an American twang. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there. I would have guessed. I would have guessed Melissa anyway. There is a slight drawl, isn't there? There is a. There is a. There is a. There is a Southie-esque drawl to it. <laughs> Here we go. I like your muffling technique. There we go. The muffling technique <laughs> is indeed. So points all round again. So as we stand at the moment, um, we have Corinne on four, Melissa on four, Nat on three. So all to play for Natalie. We call this selection, uh, this guy, this guy. Ready? What's for this guy over here? There we go, and again. What's for this guy over here? I think Nat. So we've got two votes for Nat. I'm going Melissa. 
Okay, do you know some Imagine you Right, okay. Let's hear the that original. That is something I would say to this guy over here. Yeah, we can win a point for that. Right, okay, we're getting down to the wire now. There's only three, sorry, four more selections. But I did, okay. I went quite mad with this. I did. Right, okay. This is awesome. Awesome. Right, here we go. We call this next selection a Superman. I repeat, Superman. Who do you think came up with this little pearl of wisdom? Superman, like, um, sense of smell it's their superpower they can see through walls with their nose <laughs> that's melissa <laughs> that's me because <laughs> <laughs> i said it yesterday and it <laughs> what do you think that you what do you reckon melissa. melissa i did say there's one person who's quite easy to identify <laughs> through no it's not steve i'm so sad <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Superman, like, um, sense of smell, it's their superpower. They can see through walls with their nose. There it is. <laughs> right. And the ground. I mean, we cheated on that one, really. Cause... Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. I'll That's give you that. funny. Okay. Come on. Uh, so, uh, hang on a minute. Yeah, did you did you guess Melissa for that one, Nat? Did you? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes, I did. Cool. All right. You're still one behind that. Goal to play for. Okay. I like to call this one... <clears throat> Swallow season. Like no, it's swallow season. <laughs> I think that's me. No, it's swallow season. Now, what you got to remember is they're not all the same speed. They're not all the same. So I haven't done everyone at fifty percent or anything like that. So that noise does something to me inside <laughs> you're very welcome Natalie <laughs> no, not in a good way not in a good way no, uh, I think Steve no. I wait so Steve are you represented in these voice clips at all I might be oh that's all this I'm saying See, no, I forgot this that so I thought it would it's definitely to do with us okay so what are we going for so Melissa says me it's Nat Steve. says I say it's Steve What'd you say, Nat? Yeah, Steve. I'm changing Aaron. it to you. Okay. Right. Okay. Points all round. Here we go. Two swallow fanatics. Oh, no. Sorry. Oh, no. hang on a minute. i tell you what's happened there. i tell you what's happened there. I've that messed up me. a little bit. Oh. I've messed up a little bit. I've done two the wrong way. Mm, okay. Oh. Mm, oh, okay. Okay. Well, okay. Look, I'll play you the slow version of that one. Now we know that that one's Natalie. Okay. But here's the slow version of that one. This one we call Swallow Fanatic. Two Swallow Fanatics. <laughs> I've got to say. Um, can I get Nat Natalie? <laughs> yeah. Nat, Nat is the best out of all of these. Nat is just, Nat wins in for Comedy Valley. Although Corin's one about, about the grumpy cat was pretty good. <laughs> right. Okay. So there we go. So yes, um, you're correct in what you say. Um, everyone gets a point because it was me. Two Swallow oh. Fanatics. I haven't got me. I haven't got the version of me, but it was me that oh, says right. Swallow. So Swallow Fanatics and that Swallow Fanatics. Right, we've got one left then. Okay, this is... Hang on a minute. So one, two, three, four, five. Okay, right. Still, uh, so one point. So seven for Corin, seven for Melissa, six for Nat. All to play for. And the last one. This one's simple. This one is Hello. Hopefully I haven't messed this one up. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Now it's only the first one. <laughs> Two voices there. But it's only the first one we're looking for. Hello. Yeah. 
Hey, Medna. <laughs> Wait, so Nat, so uh, Jay is pointing up, but it looks like it's pointing at me, but I know that like everybody's Zoom Very is different. different yeah. 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 I thought it was saying, Melissa. Jay's saying Corin. Okay. Can I hear it one more time? One more time, yeah? Here we it's go. hard. Uh, hello? Yeah. Hello. <laughs> hello. I could have been me. Hello. <laughs> I'm weirdly, I'm uh, I'm probably gonna lose the car in if I get this wrong, but I'm gonna say that's Steve. Because mm -hmm. I could see him going, hello like in like yeah, a, and it a working, like, I like your thinking. I think this is I think this is a trick and I think it's Steve. Okay. I'm debating between me and Melissa, but I'll I'll go me. Okay, so Corinne's gone for this herself. Melissa's gone Corrin. for Steve. What does Nat think? Nat, what do you think? Corinne. I Corrin. hate losing. I don't like this. <laughs> right. This is all this is all banking on the fact that Melissa thinks I'm more dastardly than perhaps I actually am. So I'm like Hello. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> it was Corin. Corin wins. So Hello. Corin wins. There we go. Well done, Corin. And as your prize. Oh, I do get one. Yep. As your prize, what we're going to do is we're going to go back and listen to Grumpy Cat because that is just classic. <laughs> just for one cool. final time. Here we go. Here's Corin. Here's <laughs> Corin with one. the Grumpy Cat story. You know, like, but people just think, oh, my cat's grumpy, and then they have like. All the more followers than all of us put together on Instagram, you know. That's <laughs> <laughs> like the beginning amazing. of a Stormzy track. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! That was. Cool. It's actually still true, though. It's still true. Happy <laughs> cat. Uh, May he go. rest in peace. Yeah. I really would love to know the context that I just blurted that out in. <laughs> I think there needs to be context. I think it was perfect. You can start I, I do, I, conversation I, like that. I do know the context, but I'm not I'm not putting it out there because it is better, it's better on its own, just out there in the ether, so, just floating around. I want you to start every conversation like the next time you go to like a mass for the holidays. Like just like every random person or like go to the grocery yes. store. Well grumpy cat is normal on Instagram. I might just randomly just put that at the beginning of the podcast as the very first, just just randomly at the beginning. Yeah. Just just for, just for kicks and giggles. Right, there we go. I think, um, am I right in saying we got one one section left before we can let everyone disappear off into the night? I don't know. Um, best news story or something, wasn't oh, it? Oh, best news story of, or funniest story. Funniest funny story of the year. Funniest news story. Right, let's have a little, um, let's have a break and we'll come back for the next section. What do you reckon, folks? Yeah. Yep. Awesome. See you on the other side. Oh, dear. Hi, this is Patricia McConnell, and I just wanted to wish all the listeners of Barks from the Bookshelf a very happy holiday season, a happy new year. Um, would love being on the show and wish you all the best. It's the funniest story, the funniest story of this year. So, funniest story of the year. What's been tickling your ribs? over 2020 um well, did we say this no this doesn't have to be dog related i know that because mine isn't dog related it's chicken related kind of but spoilers 
intrigued. Can I go first again? Or yes. Do you want to go first, seeing as you've given us a take? Oh, okay. I'll go first. Shall I, it shall so I, Nat can take a break. Shall I? Shall I? Throw, I'll, go, I'll go for it. I'm glad, actually. I don't have to, because I, I haven't got a lot of information about this story. It just really, <laughs> really pricked my eye as I was searching ridiculous stories this year. So, uh, <clears throat> <laughs> uh Basically, I'm just going to read the headline and I'm just going to let it sit there. So, fight at Tesco after woman was told to shush for Remembrance Sunday silence. Um, and the fight, just to give you, I'm going to, I am going to pad this out a little bit. So, Tesco is um, uh, a supermarket over here, Melissa. And um, during Remembrance Sunday, we like to um, observe uh, a minute silence for those who... Uh, I think it's two. Two minutes. <laughs> um, uh, oh, that's a big faux pas. Um, Jacob rees Two minute, minute of silence. Yeah, two, a two minute minute. It's, each minute. This is why Americans can't figure out that trick. <laughs> each minute, each of those minutes is a minute long. Um, uh, and you're supposed to be quiet, but apparently there's a woman in Tesco's just just talking her way through it. She got shushed by a, um, a, 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 a shopper. And then because they were in the egg aisle, a fight ensued involving many eggs. Many, many eggs. A last 48 boxes of eggs were damaged during this fight. Boxes of eggs? Yeah. And uh, I think that, you know, that, just, that just sums up uh, 2020 for me. Britain yeah. in 2020. Yeah, yeah. Don't. Don't shush people if you aren't prepared to throw some eggs about. That's what I, that's, that's what we learned from that. I, I really want to see the CCTV. <laughs> I feel like I just found my spirit animal in this woman. <laughs> Who threw the first egg? That's what I want to know. Who threw oh. the first yeah, egg? Are you the, are you, uh, I think I'd want to be the shusher. Not the egger. I would not want to be the shushed. No. 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 Mind you, if I was the shushed, I'd throw myself on forty-eight boxes of eggs in shame. So maybe that's (laughs) that. Who knows? I I think this is the Boston in me, and you know, sports and competitiveness and whatever things that you already think about Boston. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) I'm pretty sure those eggs would have ended up somewhere that she wouldn't have appreciated. <laughs> Hopefully not forty-eight boxes worth. I'm guessing so, at some point someone threw a whole box. omelet that she would have to eat. <laughs> or maybe one of them got pushed into a load of eggs. Who knows? But apparently eggs were thrown, and that's all I know. This wow. was this happened. This happened in the uh, the quiet hamlet of Middlesbrough. Um, I don't think it's that quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there we go. That's my that's my funny story of the year. I probably could have dig deeper and found something funnier, but I just it was one of the first things that came up, and I was just like, that's just so Britain. That's just so Britain. Yeah, it's um, amazing. I, to be honest, I'm a little bit concerned that it's only going to get worse in the run up to Christmas. Ostrich <laughs> eggs. Getting proper <laughs> in in supermarkets now. Yeah. It's yeah. probably good that we're recording away in advance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to fuel anything. Right. We need to give it a fighting chance. <laughs> so who's up next then? Funny story. I of the think year. if we're going in reverse, okay. I think it's me. Yeah. Go for it. Um so funniest news story. So like so I guess like if this is the kind of thing you like, is like funny news stories, then you will absolutely love the podcast dumb people town it's an american podcast and three comedians who like 
have a rotating fourth. So they've had like John Hamm from Mad Men and um, like Tignataro, who's one of my favorites. Oh, I love Tignataro. Um, oh, she's so great. Yeah. Um, but they have like this rotating fourth comedian. Um, and they talk about three news blotter stories in every episode. And it is goals. Um, and again, the extra qualifier, no Florida man, no Australia, too easy. <laughs> so I ended up because like when when I saw that this was one of the things I actually think I suggested it and still was like, oh, I should look this up. Um, I ended up going through their archive. And this is one from them from September. <laughs> And the headline is how this Nova Scotia camper ended up accidentally floating toward the Atlantic Ocean. Um, Grant Hatcher pitched a tent, a literal tent, on land and woke up floating naked in Cobequid Bay. <laughs> Why are all your stories of naked people? I <laughs> didn't realize that. Plus, <laughs> well, so who sleeps naked in a tent? Yeah. This guy. This guy sleeps naked in a tent. Are you sure he pitched a literal tent? <laughs> maybe he pitched two. By the sounds of it, he pitched two. Um, so, so apparently this guy ended up... Uh, let's see if I can find the beginning of this story. So like the picture, I'm going to send you guys this. Um, actually, Steve, can you make me the, the host for a minute just so you guys can see the picture of what the article posted with this guy's name under it like this you, is my favorite part of the whole story you're the host okay fantastic and then i will try to figure out how to give it back to you no i get it now <laughs> um, i'm the host um so share screen uh this guy uh and share this great audio so this guy <laughs> can you see what? it this is the guy. He's like the picture they used in the article is him in a mirrored, like I think maybe a motorcycle. He's, he's one That's half of track. he's one half of Daft Punk, isn't he? <laughs> For sure. Like this guy looks like a guy who would end up pitching a tent, end up floating in the Atlantic. Yeah. So, just, right? just for the listeners' purpose, there was the, the picture of a man Please taking a selfie of himself uh, with. A, a motorcycle crash helmet mirrored. I mean, if you've ever seen Daft Punk perform, then uh, that's exactly I what he looked like. I would definitely catalogue him in all the gear and no idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. essentially what he had done was that he, he was starting a, a, a journey to go visit some people. I think his family, I guess it doesn't matter. It was a, like a five hour drive so he left at like 7 p.m. and then got 90 minutes into his journey and decided it's dark. Maybe I should camp. <laughs> dude, dude, stay home. <laughs> Is anyone else He's thinking like, this sounds like Jay? Oh, I don't know Jay very well, but he's got a great shirt. So he, he loves camping. That would be that. Yeah. You're not, Jay, are you the kind of guy who would leave? 90 minutes before dark in a five hour journey for the excuse to camp on a roadside. Oh, I see a lot of nodding. Oh, oh. <laughs> day. He'd forget the, um, he'd forget the beds and the covers. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's, that's a true story. <laughs> 
So I guess this guy, like, he leaves 90 minutes, finds a place to camp. He's like, oh, this is perfect. It's right by the ocean. It'll be great. He's like, it's a little soggy, but whatever. It's maybe a little too squishy. But, you know, the Bay of Fundy, it's probably just ocean spray. So he pitches his tent, as it were. I'm a, uh, I'm taking it literally, but whatever. <laughs> um and red flag number three, this is what they write in the article. <laughs> red flag number three was he touched the grass, licked his finger, and found it tasted salty. Like, <laughs> I, I have so many questions about this guy. So it's dark. He pitches his waterproof tent. Ha, ha, ha. He wakes up hours later uh, to water on his face. And he's like, well, it feels like I was waking up on somebody's 1990s waterbed. And he opens the door and the ocean came in. <laughs> Evidently, what had happened was like the Bay of Fundy is notorious, not just for like the highest tides on planet Earth, but it also has an extremely high tidal range. So it comes in really far. And he didn't realize it until it was a little too late. So like picked up his tent and brought him out to see and uh, he also sleeps naked so when he opened up the door and the ocean came in he's naked and like all of his clothes get soaked and starts to sink and it's a complete mess so like he he tries to find his way back to civilization without seeming like a creeper too late um like he drives 45 minutes, ends up in a hotel, which he should have done the night before, <laughs> and, like, or just waited until the next day. But yeah, so like, it, if one person gets a smile out of this, then it'll be worth it, said Hatcher. Mission accomplished. <laughs> like you, I have so many questions. There are so many questions. If, I'd, if I had genuinely been floated away in my tent, opened it, the ocean came in, I waded to shore, I wouldn't then drive 45 minutes to a hotel. I think I'd just sleep in my car or go home 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. He was on a motorcycle. No. <laughs> okay. okay. He was on a motorcycle. Okay. Amazing. Of course he was because of the helmet. You saw the helmet. That is not a guy who owns a sensible car. <laughs> now's, not, now's not the time to use that the is phrase, uh, you, you saw the helmet. letting his dinghy fly in the wind. <laughs> this, all, this all seems quite normal, really. I don't know why this is a funny story. <laughs> it's Friday Jay, Jay night, like isn't it? Yeah, Jay, Jay doesn't own a motorbike. <laughs> At one point, we did have some French campers camp in our back garden. That mm -hmm. was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they are they're uninvited French campers. Yeah, they just they just <laughs> pitched up a tent in our back garden. Uh, bonjour. <laughs> <laughs> our neighbour gave them breakfast. Oh, he literally nice. made them coffee and croissants. Yeah, it was nice. It was, yeah. What he went and That's got them croissants. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what from France? Really, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I am in the wrong country. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I just... We all got castles and people from France showing up in your backyard off in the front. I'm like... I literally, like, I went in the garden to feed the ducks and there was, like, I let the... I was with the collie and the collie ran over and was barking. And I looked over and there's, like, three little dome tents and three motorbikes, like, 1970s motorbikes. 
and just these little dome tents at the end of the garden. Can I just clarify that that Nat and Jade they, they don't live on some like sixty acre estate either. It's not like these people. Just, I mean, they've got a, a really nice long it's back nice garden, garden, but it's not like, like big enough that you'd think I'll get away with camping here for the night and no one's going to notice. You know what I mean? Oh my god, this is even better. See, like if that happened here, they would wake up to an angry pigeon with a knife. <laughs> This I'm, guy's I'm... named Sean going, are you a Sox fan? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I live in the wrong country. <laughs> I'll trade. Hi, everyone. It's Zazie Todd here from Maple Ridge, BC, Canada. 2020 has been a bit of a year, but one of the highlights for me was being on Barks from the Bookshelf. So I want to wish all the listeners of Box from the Bookshelf a Merry Christmas and a very Happy New Year. Right, okay, then moving on then. Okay, uh, uh, where are we now? I've got, we've got, oh, current, where are we current? I think well, current. I'm not sure. Like Melissa, you properly research your news stories. I was just like, oh, shit, quick. In fairness, I, I just read out a headline. <laughs> um, I, I liked this. I was given a task. I took I it very seriously in my nudity. <laughs> I, I, got, I got bogged down with the, too much just looking and not actually researching um i picked the have you all seen the video of the kayakers and the whale i have i showed it to ace and and she she was like this this can't be real right i'm like no it's real she's like this is amazing so So i think i i'm raising a monster is it recent? You've oh, not yeah. seen it. So my a couple my, months ago, my family have kayaks. So as soon as we saw it, we were like, "What?" Uh, and I, you sent it over to them actually. But yeah, yeah, there is. It's a humpback whale, and there's just some kayakers sort of just sort of sitting idly in the water. And yeah, uh, it's epic. This humpback whale just comes out and just, well, it looks like it eats the kayaker, but it actually well, it, doesn't. It, it did though, like he it kind put, of went in and what popped out. It, it it was two of them, right? And it it like swallowed. It put them both in their mouth, but because it's a filter feeder, yeah. it got stuck in the mouth. And so like the whale sucked in the little bits that didn't include humans, yeah. and then spit out the kayakers. Yeah. Like right. it went. Pah. Can you can you give me the hosting back, Melissa? Because I found the video. I've got to show that. I know oh, it's I can't not... believe you haven't oh, seen it. That. But I like having the power. I think I did. <laughs> I, can... I thought I gave it back. Oh, have you got it back? Yeah, yeah I've I got gave it back. back to you. I've got it back. I Here did. I go. was stealthy like a ninja. Is it like, there, isn't there a scene in Pinocchio where they fall in the... It's a bit like that. Yeah, it's like in real life, though. Right, are you yeah, ready? In Pinocchio, they went to the stomach. These guys just end up in the mouth. Here we go, Nat. You ready? Can you see that? Yeah, yeah I can see that. Okay. Yeah, just move so around. Cool. Not, not too far from this shore. Yeah, I could deal with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, honey, you sweet summer child. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I I watched Jaws too much. Oh, what? Sh- ah. You hear screaming? <laughs> oh. Did you see okay. that? Yeah. Did... Wow, that's mad. Quite jerky. That's madness. It- were they okay? Yes, that's they were why totally it's totally fine. Yeah, that's why it's funny. Okay. <laughs> that's why it's funny. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, is this funny? Yeah. <laughs> Lauren wouldn't have chosen a new story where people died. <laughs> I don't know. I live with that. I don't know. You know it's 50-50. Y'all, that's next year's quiz. 
funniest deaths of 2020. <laughs> Brilliant. I like that. I like that. Go on then, Nat. That's it. You're, you're, you're last. I've got two. You've got two? Well, I'm just going to give you the headlines. Go on then. Uh, fat dormouse gets stuck in bird feeder and can't leave. <laughs> on the Isle of Wight, that was. Of course. Tier one. That's what happens if you're in tier one. And uh, man investigated for carrying machete found to be carrying leeks. Oh my god! Yes, I remember that story. Wait, leeks like the leeks. the fake onion. Yeah, the fake yeah, onion. Big long, onion big light. Long, long onion. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Yeah. What's he eating? Soup. <laughs> <laughs> and they they had the police. It was in Aberdeenshire, and the police actually went to the shop. To check the CCD, CCTV <laughs> and realised that he was just buying leaks. Oh, is that is, Aber- <laughs> is Aberdeenshire? In, sorry for any potential Scottish readers here. Is that in Scotland? Feels like it should yeah. be. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean yeah, everyone yeah. went silent then because they were like, "Is that a real?" Well, I thought it was in Iowa. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> well, all I'm going to say is that makes sense then because no one in Scotland has ever carried vegetables anywhere, so it's <laughs> had to have been a machete. They produce a tiny baby sheep. I really, I really want to show you the um, the overweight dormouse, and I kind of, um, I, I, I. Do you want me to make you a, a share a host? Yeah, just for a sec, because I really identified with this because I think it kind of sums up a lot of our our lockdown experiences, where we're stuck in a place and all we can in- do is eat. We need to make COVID, a, we, we are need... all this mouse. This is the this is going to be the mascot of twenty twenty. Yeah, basically. So are you ready for this? I'm gonna see a little mouse, easy. Oh, Bobby. <laughs> Chunky monkey. Oh my god. That's like my life goal. Oh well, I live here now. I eat <laughs> Oh my god. Has he got really big eyebrows? It's like Jabba the Hutt if he was a mouse. <laughs> How did he get in there? It's like those the joke where like somebody gets stuck in like the food dispensing snack. Yeah, he got in there like... because he got in there because he wasn't that fat when he went in. It's <laughs> <Just> like <laughs> lockdown, so he went in that hole and then ate his way all the way down. <laughs> I got, okay, I got a question for Melissa. Have you seen the drunk squirrel? Oh, for sure I've seen the drunk squirrel <laughs> He's oh my fun. god I love drunk squirrel again <laughs> 2020 goals Ace is here Ace. she can't hear anything Hi, hello. Hello. Hi, hello. You're right. they're in England do you know where that is American uh, education system she has no idea <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're a little far away, away. <laughs> they're far away I could they're say North North Pole. Pole. We're, in, we're in the North Pole that's why we wear these clothes Oh yeah, these are elves. So as gullible as I was as a kid, she has a bullshit meter that is like, <laughs> does not fall for anything. Ace, Ace has got some serious critical thinking skills. <laughs> she really does, which is which makes like twelve year old me who's who's still guy in a red suit. Um, <laughs> like her BSO meter is amazing, and twelve-year-old me is just very like, oh, 
<laughs> I once it's a funny Christmas story for everyone since this is a Christmas Christmas podcast. Um I once caught my dad impersonating Santa Claus. Okay. Um and oh. because I decided I was gonna try and catch the real Santa Claus by laying a trip wire in my bedroom <laughs> and what I actually caught was a very sweary dad in his <laughs> in his Y front pants delivering my stocking at the uh, at the bottom of my bed. Yeah. Which, and a um, very fat dormouse. Exactly. Yes, exactly. This yeah. Giant dormouse got stuck in your stocking. So yeah. So that's all I can say is sometimes Santa delivers the presents to your parents to then deliver on it turns that's out. That's actually really smart. Yeah. She can't hear a word you're saying, but I can. It's, <laughs> it's called delegating. I will tell you that story in a minute. It's awesome. <laughs> he laid a trap for Santa that I think you should lay for your dad. Brilliant. <laughs> Go for it. Let's do it. <laughs> so, have we got any more of those? Um, I think that's it, is it? That's the last ones, isn't it? Okay. Yeah, so- I stole it. I stole it and did too. You did. I can't you did too. Didn't do the man drives for forty minutes to test his eyesight. Story. We did. We've done it. Oh, yeah. they're coming no, halfway. That's not, no, that's not story. Funny Look, story. Of the that year. was Corinne's. That we've got a list. Yeah, oh, there's a whole list. Story. <laughs> I think the only one we have left is the bad. The the, the bad dog, dog of the year. That dog of the year. Dog yeah. of the year. So, okay, right, gonna have a little break because I definitely want to do a jingle of dog of the year, dog of the year. So, okay, right, hold on, everybody, hold that thought. Hi, this is Linda Case from the Science Dog, wishing all the listeners of Barks from the Bookshelf and Nat and Steve happy holidays and a happy new year. Oh, it's the dog. Oh, it's the dog. The dog of the year. So let's run the dog of the year. So, Dogs of the Year. The nice way to end, I think, our Christmas special podcast. Um, uh, I've got two. I've got my first sort of like um, actual ones. Um, and I thought a, a, a mention is definitely necessary um, of uh, Major and Champ, the new dogs that will be um, inhabiting the White House very oh, soon. Assume, oh, assuming, thank God. Assuming the orangutan <laughs> leaves. But um, yeah, so... Um, so they, yeah, I um, I did a little bit of research about, well, first of all, I think, I, I thought it was very, for some reason, I thought it was really sweet that Joe Biden broke his foot playing with his dogs. I mean, I, I, I love that. I, I don't know what he was doing. I've got no context about it at all, but any man that's prepared to play with I'm his dogs. I'm relate. Captain, like, made me, he has broken my thumb and put me on crutches for a few weeks, <laughs> like, within the first year that he was here. Like, so as soon as I heard that Biden was, like, down for the count i'm like that's my man so, so you got you got to steer so, clear of those democrat dogs you? Just, right like those those dogs man they know freedom so here's a little bit of information um so uh major um was a rescue dog which is really really nice um and it was i think a lot of news news places said he'd be the first rescue dog in the white house but that's not true i've found out that loads of other presidents have had rescue dogs including bill clinton who had a dog called socks which is really nice they're both Um, shepherds aren't they both german shepherds yes um and champ hang on a minute what did i write about i think clinton's cat was socks oh was it his cat was it his cat was socks it actually says that here and it turns out I can't read. <laughs> it makes more sense, doesn't it? <laughs> so really, it does make sense. If I if I slow down and listen to the words that come out of my mouth at some point, actually socks, that's... 
totally, totally. Steve, don't ever slow down. Keep going. (laughs) Don't ever slow down. And Champ. I'm trucking. Champ was named after, hang on, let me just double check. Yep, Champ is a dog. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So Champ was named after a speech that uh, Joe Biden used to give. um, And in that speech was the line, anytime you get knocked down, Champ, get up. So um, there we go. Two dogs going in the White House. Um, I thought that was worth a mention um, in terms of dog of the year. But in fairness, every dog is dog of the year for me. Uh, and I would like to give an honourable mention to our new addition, uh, Peaches, the Newfoundland. Um, she's been uh, uh, bloody hard work, really, really eye-opening, but an absolute joy to live with. And um, yeah, it's been really nice. So I thought I'd give her an honourable mention as well. And oh, Penny as well. It's a joy to watch. Like, I just love watching that giant bear of a dog. Just kind of like, <laughs> 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 she's something else <laughs> and obviously the scruffy turnip that is penny as well um the furry merkin as i like to call it <laughs> <laughs> that's because she sits on my lap all the time that's why she's got that nickname <laughs> so there you go there's my dogs of the year right who's going next melissa i think it's you yeah i i think it's me so like the 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 qualifier was either famous or not famous dog who's changed your year and why and this one was actually kind of weird because like doing this this podcast Bewilderbees, I've been doing a lot of like research into history. I've been doing like where where humans intersect with people. As a, Jesus Christ, that whiskey's great. So where animals <laughs> intersect with people. Um, and <laughs> so like this one is an oldie but a goodie. Um, so just as lockdowns were happening, I happened to be giving presentations at the Museum of Science here in Boston with my dog, Captain. Um, and we were teaching people about how dogs' noses work. And one of the dogs in this particular presentation was a dog named Tucker. And Tucker, uh, in 2014, he was an aquaphobic Labrador, because <laughs> sure he was. But his goal was to uh, track down whale pods by finding their whale poop. And apparently whale poop sinks almost like I, I, the uh, the example I kept seeing was like egg uh, floating egg soup or egg, egg yep. whatever soup. Um, so when whales poop, it just sinks really fast. So researchers couldn't collect it fast enough. So they needed to bring in an assistant. They found this dog who really liked ball. They use the ball to train the dog to find whale scat. And then they put this dog who turns out to be afraid of water on boats to go find whale poop. Um, So they figured if they could get the whale poop from these pods, they could figure out what was causing the high number of miscarriages from these orca whale pods. And unsurprisingly, when Tucker, this lab was trained on scent discrimination, orca poop versus like any other poop in the ocean, uh, he totally killed it. And unsurprisingly, the reason these whale babies were dying was because of people and we suck. Um, (laughs) So when they were able to see spikes in, uh, these researchers were able to see spikes in stress in the whale poop, it was waste during the holidays, like 4th Mm. of July, which is America's celebration of independence. They saw higher levels of stress and that was causing these orca pods to, uh, to not be able to carry their baby whales to term. So... Tucker, while he's retired and other dogs have taken over, this whale poop story has actually got more traction eight years later. 
Um, and since I started reading about these for these presentations I was giving for kids during the COVID lockdowns and our city for like keeping kids busy um, and the medical detection dogs that Karen was talking about earlier, um, these these dogs were just popping up. So yeah. That's so I, of course I had to include like dog finds whale poop for science yeah. in my podcast <laughs> and and it's it hits every single thing that makes me excited. So yeah, this is this is something that always makes me think the funny part of this was that it was like a dog that was afraid of water, who was bred <laughs> to love water, who worked on water to find whales to help scientists figure out what was going on. Just incredible. So, yeah, that, Just that, like has like a I, I presume he must have jumped off the boat to signal. Or, he didn't uh, even jump off the boat. Like no, he would lean. Right. Okay. Yeah. He would well, go to the. He would go to the front the... of the boat and like lean and point his nose yeah. in the direction, and he could smell whale scat from a mile away. Wow. Um, and because like when the whales would evacuate their whale waste, he would find it um, within a, a few minutes, and just like it's over there. And because it sunk so fast that they couldn't visually see it, but when he would alert, they would be able to scoop it oh, from I several see. feet under. Wow. Yeah. So maybe it was a benefit that he didn't like jumping in the water. Mm, that's what I was right? thinking. Right? And so they have he, plenty he of- jumped in and he was gone. Like- It's uh, here! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like churning it up. But, but I always just thought it was funny because it was a Labrador, which are bred to mm -hmm. love water. And it just goes to show you that just because you breed for a certain thing doesn't mean you're going to get it. Um, and But that didn't mean that he wasn't still going to be a useful, functional dog to help scientists do amazing things to help other animals. So, yeah, like just and like the dogs that like saved the koalas during the Australian fires and like all these other animals that like really helped with conservation. They're all under the umbrella of conservation canines. Mm. They're fantastic and amazing, and I'm really glad they're here. And this yeah. seems like an, another opportune moment to say, if you want to hear more stories like that told just as eloquently and just as great, subscribe to Bewilder Beasts. <laughs> Slightly <laughs> less drunk, but yes. <laughs> wow, how amazing is that? Hi there, this is Dr. Clive Wynn. I just wanted to wish all the listeners of Barks from the Bookshelf the very merriest of Christmases and everything super for the new year. Uh, take care. Bye. Yeah, I've got to follow Melissa again. <laughs> <laughs> and um... I'm here. I'm in Boston. I haven't left my house. <laughs> <laughs> we I, know where you are. I um. Is it a fat doormouse? I no. I didn't. I, I didn't look up any dogs. I just felt um sorry for myself and and thought about scooby <laughs> and wanted to give scooby a shout out because we lost yeah. him at the start of the year so he definitely changed my world being here and not being here so i thought i'd give him a shout out oh he was the best boy that's a good shout the old scobs yeah. so i know lots of people that have lost dogs this year and so it's just never ever easy and it's just uh yeah it's uh yeah so i'm still processing so uh yeah enough said <laughs> You, you know you're always processing aren't you really? indeed indeed yeah they give you so much don't they and then they leave just this huge hole and I, I wear him on my neck every day I don't know if you can see this Melissa oh Scooby he's there yeah 
Oh, I also wear wear my beloved every day. She's on my arm. Like I, I can't take oh, off yeah. my hoodie, but she takes up like my whole body, like yeah. my whole upper arm. Oh yeah. yeah. And I know you have a Scooby tattoo. Yeah. Oh, oh yes. I've seen that on. It's the the realism of that is just <laughs> yeah. so powerful and so good. Mm. And when I see tattoos like that, it makes me want to just go to where that tattoo happened and get more. <laughs> People do travel all over the world for him. He's amazing. Steve. Um, oh, good. Made... Can we expense it like those like assless chats? <laughs> yeah. <from Denver>? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a good friend of mine and he's just absolutely insanely good, especially at yeah. portraits, like human it's portraits. Epic. and. Wait, just... you know that guy? Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's a, yeah, he's a good friend of mine. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking to you offline later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, I've, I, you have I to check my passports up to date <laughs> when I'm allowed to leave the country. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Pro- propaganda tattoo. And that's got a little message up there. <laughs> <laughs> right then, okay. Um, wow. Well, what what can I do? Hasn't done hers. Oh no, no. Have you not done yours? No. Yeah, but it's boring. Oh, no. go on. Oh. Then. Sorry, no. But go. if we put it in slow motion, it'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> It's my lovely boy Drax. Yes. I love all my dogs, like equally. I, you know, I love our little family that we've got. Um, But this year he's like turned from a a shell to a dog. Yeah. yeah. Thank you to everyone that's helped me along the way. And um, we've, we're feeling really positive, aren't we, about him being part of our family and having a good quality of life. You know, if he popped his clogs tomorrow, I'd feel like we'd done something really, really good for him. Mm. Whereas that may not have been the case, you know, months ago and certainly not when we first met him. His so page has been wonderful. That's all you can hope for. Yeah, I second what Karen says there. Good the page, job. the page, following the page on Facebook is absolutely fantastic. If anyone wants a, a nice pick me up from time to time, get down there and follow. Uh, is it Drax the Wolfhound? Yeah, it's Drax's Galactic. Dog Galactic. Yeah, of course it is. I'm oh, sorry. His advent calendar's going down quite well at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> what Steve's? <laughs> mine's, yeah, go, Steve mine's going down. <laughs> Steve's gone down. He's two two days ahead now. I th- I think what I want to say about Drax was it's just amazing how like that, that putting that time and effort in the beginning, you know those those little the minutiae things, the bits, the tiny things that you did now are adding up to things moving quicker and quicker. Like every week there seems to be something like another hurdle seems to be. And I know I know you're not pushing him any further than he's willing to go, but you know. It seems to be gathering momentum. Should we say that? Is that fair enough to say? Yeah, and I think that's the point of going slow is mm. that you then have a sustainable change. You don't just have good days and bad days. I mean, you kind of still have them, but, but you know, to see the improvement in him uh, and not being too intense about it is just, is just lovely. And he's really happy and he's just... Also, I like he has completely skewed our view of what a big dog is. <laughs> yeah. Like we don't think that he's big. Mm. And then you kind of look at him and you're like, yeah, he's the size of our dining room table. Actually, <laughs> he's quite big. 
have... I would say that um, your journey with him is quite inspirational, probably to a lot of people. But um, just even though it's not the same, us with Peaches and Penny and getting them integrated and things like that, like yeah, the, yeah. The, the slow and the small wins and all of those things, like they, they mean a lot. And yeah. Um, yeah. And being realistic, like I remember when Melissa first came on the podcast and, you know, you talked about city living for some dogs, it just wasn't going to work. And, you know, unless you've got the right setup and you're prepared to not put the work in because that makes it sound like if you work hard enough, it will work. Yeah, that's not always the case. But yeah, I mean, like I, I have a lot of clients and people here who do everything right and it still doesn't work um the environment is the environment and it's immovable it's a variable that you have very little control over um and and even some people really struggle with living in a in a city and and the constant input um yeah so i think you're right i it's not people not putting in the work people put in an immense amount of work good or bad like they may have good information or bad information but that doesn't mean they're not doing the work they're working incredibly hard um but for some of these dogs it's just impossible because it's just not a good fit yeah i i before we part ways and drift off into the december night or day if you're in boston um are you in the Night. Is it night? Oh, well, there you go. It's dark. <laughs> it's I've got dark. A dog of the year. Oh. Got, got so? oh, Jay's got a dog of the year. Okay, go on then, Jay. Well, it's kind of the dog of the year. It's um, Felix. Felix? Who's Felix? Who's a canine. Oh, yeah. Our little fox. Oh, the fox. Yes. We've we've got, seen... Well, we've got three foxes that live in our garden, and we feed them every night, and they come... And it's really exciting because we've got a little camera on the edge of the woofies. If they're watching, it's so great. It things on our phone and it tells us when they're outside and we can watch them and it's really cool. I tell you what, technology nowadays is just it's absolutely so amazing, isn't it? Like, you know, being able to do, being able to just get a ping and go, okay, Fox is in the garden, let's just check them out. Absolutely <laughs> amazing. And absolutely. We, we, had a ping, we had a ping a month ago and there was a barn, uh, no, a, a tawny owl on the on the bird feeder that was amazing no that was the what was it steve the the lesser spotted i can't remember what i can't remember what i said now <laughs> I was being <laughs> you had a you had a ping the week before that and it was free french people in tents <laughs> i was gonna make that comment <laughs> one day there'll be a ping and it'll be melissa yeah it'll be melissa <laughs> Stuck in a bird feeder. <laughs> Stuck in a bird Stuck feeder. Yeah. Super fat because I got really hungry. <laughs> um, we've we've had a few videos on the Facebook page of uh, Felix, Felix and friends. So yeah, you keep keep them coming. That it'd be good to see that. See how they're doing. I'll do but, awesome. I think he's been scared off tonight. He hasn't turned up. I know. I put his food out. Yeah, I put his food out. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he'll turn up later on. Christmas lights off. for a midnight snack. <laughs> Well then, well, toss the night before Christmas. I was going to end that. I'm not going to end that. Well, what, what can I say? It's been an amazing year. This will be episode number 28 of the Barks on the Bookshelf podcast. It's our last Ooh. episode for the year. Um, I have had just 
incredible fun doing this um it's blown my mind if if someone if future steve had, had wandered back to january uh, this year and said there's going to be a pandemic no if they if he hadn't said there's going to be a pandemic but if he had said um you're going to speak to all these interesting people um make all of these friends and i i would have been mind blown so it's been absolutely awesome um uh, thanks nat for being my my partner in crime thanks oh, Corin as well for Thank coming you on as well. um, and do you know what like covid's crap but look at us we're all talking to each other and we've got more of a relationship the, the bubble, than we may have if we weren't all stuck at home all the time yeah, yeah. so exactly. lots of love to boston yes yes and thank you so much melissa um it's been an absolute pleasure, an absolute pleasure getting to know you. Um, I, and I just told Ace to go get the, the book that you guys sent. And she's like, which one? And I, I thought I had myself on mute, but might not have. I'm just like, the butthole book. <laughs> butthole book. <laughs> so I don't know if that came through on the audio, like without context. Like, zipped up, and I'm like, I turned around. I'm like, I don't think I was on mute. <laughs> the butthole book. <laughs> Whole book, just like randomly. I'm so sorry. Aren't you glad I you had me on? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think we should try and make this a yearly event. What do you reckon? Yeah. 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 I agree. This is so much fun, and and I I can't thank you guys enough. What you guys do for dogs and for the people who love them, and for the professionals who work with them, and for the people who love them and their homes. I, you guys do such an amazing job of communicating really hard concepts to normal people. And I think that that is really important and special and hard to do in many cases. And you make it fun and, and tangible and lovely. And I mean, I'm American, so you guys could like read a dishwasher manual and it'd be fine, but like you guys are actually getting good information. So I'm pleased and thank you so much for having me back. It was so good. Oh. it will happen again well, and right back at you like we we all need to pay it forward don't we so indeed yeah we may not be good for people's bank balances but i don't think she can find the butthole book, <laughs> oh, <laughs> butthole book. Well, did, did she like it oh my god she loved it ac you want to tell them what you thought about it <laughs> I can she's one of our orange ribbon dogs she's a little shy with <laughs> but uh when I took her to our dog training club we have orange ribbons that we put on dogs who are a little nervous and like when I took her to work she like saw the dogs and she she was like four and she's like oh and she went over and like took a ribbon and put it on oh, her wrist and, and, like, she had figured it out like People will give me space and I can go up to them when I want to. So like she she's pretty observant for a little kid. And yeah. And, and I think we need to give kids credit for Absolutely. for their own autonomy. Well, one day Ace is gonna have a that. podcast, isn't she? Yeah. And I will subscribe one hundred percent. She she took a podcasting class over the pandemic she... and uh she she had one about myth uh what was it called? Mystical creatures? Mystical yeah, creatures. Creature. I like that. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Has she heard of the Gruffalo? She loved the Gruffalo and she was okay, like, good. like, we watch it all the time. She loved it. And then the thing Simon Pegg was involved and he did either Room on the Broom or, or the Gruffalo. Yeah. And yeah. Um, do, have you seen any of the David Walliams BBC One stuff? No. Okay. That, <laughs> can, you get, can you get BBC, can you get iPlayer over there? 
Okay. What's an iPlayer? Um, <laughs> I'm okay. old. <laughs> um, yeah, look up. Uh, so David Williams has written loads of um, uh, children's books, and then he does one every Christmas, like the the boy in the dress, uh, gangster granny. Gangster granny. Oh, They're really yeah. nice stories. Ooh, you had yeah. me a gangster granny. Because yeah. <laughs> I have goals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you a link anyway. See if you can get it over there. Fantastic. So, I think that's it then, folks, is it? So I think yeah. we should just leave you with an inspirational quote. Um, just remember um, that when you're in your darkest hour, that all of us here at Barks on the Bridge Shelf would take it in the eye. Um, <laughs> and I think, uh, I think we'll leave it at that. What do you reckon? I think that's a good one. You do one, two, three. Happy Christmas. One, two, three. Happy, Happy Christmas. Christmas! Bye! Bark, bark, bark. Bye. <laughs> Butthole book. <laughs> <laughs>
And I can't keep